be seated. Somehow I still haven't figured out the calendar. Somebody told me we had some shorter days between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas because of the whatever Thursday that Thanksgiving fell on, and I'm not smart enough to figure that out. I do know that whenever I was a lot younger, um, it was like a year before between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it never got here, and you're always anticipating, and then as we get older, the closer all the months and the years uh, become. And I'm sure that each and every one of you here um, have some wonderful, fond memories of the Thanksgiving that that um, that you've um, experienced in times past, and maybe last last Thursday as well, and um, and and anticipation of the uh, of Christmas. But it's not Christmas yet in the church. It's still called Advent. We celebrate Christmas all throughout December, so we can call it Christmas if we want to. I want you to go say Merry Christmas. I don't expect anybody to go out to the stores and say Happy Advent. Probably not going to understand what you're talking about. But 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 Advent, for those of you who don't know, is simply the the, the weeks. And the journey, as Jason called it, leading up until Christmas. It's the four Sundays when we light the Advent candle. I really, really am excited that the first Sunday of Advent talks about the promise, talks about the hope and the promise of the promises of God. Um, and, and, and promises, um, not just not a hope like, you know, we hope it happens, we hope it doesn't happen, but real solid hope based on God's promises. When I, was, um, when I was growing up, my daddy had five brothers and sisters, and by the time we got of any age at all, that group grew to about 40 or 50 people, and that's when my grandmother, you've heard me mention, um, was alive. And as long as Granny was alive, I remember that we met every year. I don't, I don't know how many of you remember. Y'all remember, we don't even draw names anymore. Does anybody draw, actually draw names anymore? That's uh, an, an antiquated uh, uh, habit, I think, um, which is good because some of my cousins were really, really stingy, and um, and so I always got the one that drew my name. Always got me a pair of socks or something. But uh, but at any rate, I, I tell you that I do have some awesome, fond memories of just us getting together um, at, during the Christmas time. I say forty, fifty, ever how many there were. And when you're a little kid, it seems like even even a lot more and a lot more traditions. And then when I met my lovely wife, she swept me off my feet, and, and Sheila, I remember going down to the barn at Christmas time and, and having Christmas um, in, 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 in the, in the, in, in just in very simple, wonderful uh, family style. Um, and I hope and pray that you have those memories as well, and I hope that you continue to be making those, those memories at Christmas time. But I also remember that, that there, were, there were a few Christmases that... Um, and, and I, don't, I don't know why they stand so much in my mind as where there were bumps in the road. I had a cousin who was born with very special needs. Um, and God made good come out, of, come out of what we thought was bad. And, um, and I remember some Christmases where, where, um, where we just thought that everything was just perfect. And you know, God showed us that, um, that sometimes bad can come from, from good and just kind of wash over us as well. So over the years, you know, maybe you've experienced, um, you know, the bumpy roads, uh, the, the, the steep hills, uh, the mountains to climb, the valleys to go through, or just standing on a rooftop screaming Merry Christmas. And so all of those emotions come, but, but, but I want us to prepare for that Christmas time to be here. And we're going to prepare this morning um, by reading from um, um, the Gospel of uh, Matthew um, and I happen to have chosen the New King James uh, translation uh, this morning. But it talks about, um, it, really, it really talks about God's promise. So let me go ahead and tell you um, in advance that, um, you know, things change. 
they have for me, they have for you, I don't care who you are this morning, um, things happen and things change. We don't get together. In fact, I've got some cousins I probably hadn't seen since I was a, since I was a child. And, um, and we don't get together and draw names anymore. And, and life is not the same as it used to be. But it's good. Um, but, but, but outlooks and things like that, they just, circumstances and, and life just kind of gets in the way. And yet, and yet, no matter what, no matter what, God never does change. Our circumstances change. He allows change. Maybe even makes change. But, but, but He never, ever, ever changes. And one of the things... That you that you'll you'll remember is that is that not only does he, he never change, but but he always keeps um, his promises. Uh, we live um, we live this morning um, in the most exciting time in God's history, and I want I, I really want you to to hear that we live, I live you live right now in the most exciting time of the, of the of God's kingdom, and I'll tell you why when. The beginning of time, God knew that we were not going to be perfect. We didn't surprise him when we ate the apple. We didn't surprise him whenever we uh, ran from him. We didn't surprise him last week when we didn't do those things that we needed to do. We didn't surprise him when we did some things we shouldn't have done. God already knows and was already ready and always has a plan. God didn't just wake up one morning and say, Oh my goodness, I need to send the Messiah. These people are rotten to the core. He knew from the very beginning what the plan was. He knew that there was a Messiah. And he promised us in the Old Testament through Isaiah and many, 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 many other scriptures. And then, of course, through the beginning of the New Testament. He promised us that there was going to be a promise. There's going to be a promise of his love. There's going to be a promise that he gives to us. There's going to be a promise um, that he will keep. And that promise was incarnate in Jesus. He took that promise and he wrapped it up all in one great big Christmas present, and laid it in a manger, and he kept that promise. Jesus was the promise of God. In our scripture lesson this morning, it may seem odd if you've already looked forward, but our scripture lesson this morning talks about the fulfillment of that promise. Yes, Jesus came. Yes, Jesus was, it was the promise, but yes, Jesus will come back again, and be the fulfillment of all of His promises. Now stay with me, because here's where we live today. We live in the in-between times. We live in between that first promise that has been fulfilled, and the second promise that will be fulfilled. Let me just offer just two or three things to, um, uh, to help to clarify that, at least for me, and just give me a, a couple of, of personal words, and then... Uh, we will share some of the more promises uh, together. If you have your Bible, um, the New King James from Matthew 24, or the words will be on the screen. The Bible says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds one from one end of heaven to the other. Verse 36, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and took them all away. 
so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, this that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. And here's my question to you before I go any further. You heard the words from, the, from Jesus himself, from the New Testament. Um, do they sound more like a threat or a promise to you? I mean, when Jesus says, you better be ready, it's like a thief in the knife, night and he's coming and, and one person is going to be left here and one person is going to be taken. Does that sound more like a, a, a threat or a, or a promise to you? Because right behind that, he says that, that um, we're going to see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and glory. And he'll send his angels um, along with, with a great sound of a trumpet. And they'll gather together, um, we who believe in him, from all the four winds, which is, which is biblical language from everywhere. Does that sound more like a threat or a promise? Unfortunately, apocalyptic or end times teaching or future teaching often sounds like something we ought to be afraid of. But when I ask you this morning, does this scripture offer you a threat or a promise? I want all of you to say together that it is a promise. You ready? Tell me it is a promise. Absolutely. It is a promise. No doubt in my mind. First of all, let me remind you that it is a promise that the birth of Christ, listen closely, the birth of Christ, this Jesus whom we celebrate in just a few weeks, whose birthday we celebrate, is absolutely a promise. The second thing is that it reminds us of the coming of the second coming of Christ, that Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise. But I think that this third thing I want you to be thinking ahead of, if you like, it also reminds us that since we live in the in-between times, um, you know, um, there's not much we can do about changing when Jesus came. There's absolutely nothing we can do about changing when Jesus will come back. But there's an awful lot that we can do by accepting that promise at this Christmas time. Let me break it down for you personally just a little bit. I want you to realize, I want you to understand, if you've ever been to church just like one time, you already know this, I'm going to tell you again. Really, 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 no kidding, no fairy tales, and, and, and we kind of like make up stuff to help enhance the meaning of Christmas. I'm all right with that. We use symbols that they probably didn't have on that first Christmas, and I'm okay with that if it reminds us and points us to the promise. But, but the thing about it is, I don't want you to get confused. I really, I really want to make sure you completely understand that, that God really, really became a human, really, really became a baby who did what all babies do. And in spite of the song that says, oh, no crying he makes, I'm guessing he did. But, but Jesus was really, really a person who really, really, really came. And he came from heaven earth as a child, as a baby. And we've been celebrating that for thousands of years, and nothing, 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 nothing will ever, ever change that promise of how real he is. It's God who came as a helpless baby because he was sinless, and he came to take on our sins. Let me just tell you that for me, the promise that has already been 
fulfilled, that promise that Jesus uh, became um, um, is so important. Because Jesus came, because Jesus came, and because we celebrate his birth, I can be forgiven. That no matter, no matter how, how many times I make mistakes, I can be forgiven. And the cool thing is, I have the ability because of Jesus to forgive anyone just as Jesus forgave. Without Jesus, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Because Jesus came, because the promise came, I am loved beyond measure. There is nothing I can do to make God love me any better. There is nothing I can do to make God love me any less. And because Jesus came, I can love the same way that He loved, and I can love others, and I can love you. I'm thinking it's harder for me than it is for Him. But because Jesus came, I'm forgiven because He came. Of course, I am loved. Because Jesus came, I can live. I can live this life without fear. Because Jesus came, I can look at the promise of Jesus instead of any kind of medical numbers, instead of any kind of medical words. I can live because the promise came, because God has promised me, because Jesus came. Because Jesus came, because He was the promise, not only can I live, I have a purpose for living. Because Jesus came, now I have a purpose to live. And because Jesus came, I now have the ability to live out that purpose. It's not like He's called me to do something that, that He's not allowed me to do, just as Jamie has said. He's like, he, he called me to serve Him. And, and, and He does it. I think He actually called the equipped with Jamie because she was ready to sing. And some of us do that, and sometimes we just, we just get this blessing. But because Jesus came, because, because He is the promise, then, then we have a purpose. That's me, and that's you. And I want you to hear that clearly this morning. The word history means His story. His story. His story is He came as a baby. And because He came, we have forgiveness, we have love, we have a future, we have a purpose. And above all things else, if you're interested in this sort of thing, we have absolute perfect joy. And it makes no difference who won any football or basketball games, Chris. We have absolutely positive joy. And, and we can have that because our love and our forgiveness and, and our purpose and our joy doesn't come from anywhere in here. As much as I love each and every person, my promise comes from the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. That's the promise of God. He knew it from the beginning of time. Celebrate that as we move from Advent to Christmas. Celebrate his promise because he came. And the second thing I want you to hear is he is, will be the fulfillment of that promise. He, he will one day come back just as he said. That's the red letter words. Just as he said, he's going to come back this time on clouds from heaven with glory. No little baby in a manger, but God himself in all of his glory. And because of that fulfillment, because of the promise of that fulfillment, then not only... Listen, not only do I have abundant life here, I have eternal life forever. Because of, his, because of the fulfillment of the promise, then, then this ain't as good as it gets. And some of us are saying, thank you, Jesus. 
But, but the thing about it is, is that, that he is the fulfillment of, of all that he has promised. That he came and he'll come again. Because he will come again, we have a heavenly home to which we can go. And then finally, not only is Jesus the promise and the fulfillment of God's promise, um, since we live in the in-between, I want you to just hear this real, real quickly. The most important thing is for us to accept that promise. Because if you haven't accepted that promise this morning, then, you know, it's kind of like of no use. If you're sitting here this morning, and, and I know that we have folks who sit, maybe you've just like come to church all your life, or maybe you're just here because you think somebody drug you here, or, or whatever. The deal is this. The promise has been, it's happened, it's going to be fulfilled, and we live in the most exciting time because all we have to do is accept that promise. And with that promise comes my purpose, it comes my life, it comes my joy, it comes my forgiveness, it comes, it comes all of the blessings that God gives to us. And so we just live in the in-between. And, and, and what a wonderful, awesome place to be is the in-between what we know and what we still know. What an awesome thing it is to be able to leave this place and say, you know, he came, he's coming back. Just as a real, real quick closing note, nobody knows the hour or the day. Jesus said he didn't even know while he was walking on the earth when it's, a, it's real useless. There's a, a read where this little girl was in church and she heard the preacher say that Jesus was coming back again. And so when she got in the car, she asked her mama, when is Jesus coming back? And her mama said, I don't know. And she said, well, look it up on the internet. I will challenge you to go to the internet. All you got to do is type in, when will Jesus come back? And you will get some of the quirkiest weirdos and some, some hours and hours of calculations and where they get them from. But anyway, we don't know because it doesn't matter when. We just know that the promise has come and the fulfillment of that promise will come again. Here's what I don't know. I don't know when. Here is what I do know. For the rest of my life and for the rest of yours, you're going uh, to have bumpy roads, and, um, and some of those bumps are going to be like real serious speed bumps. They're going to stop you dead in your tracks. You're going to have some valleys that seems so hard to climb that when you get to the top, there will be no doubt in your mind that you could not have got there without that promise. You're going to be on some mountaintops where nobody can make you mad if they spit in your eye because you realize of God's promise and what he has for you and for me. Those are things that I do know. I know that he promised and he came through. I know that he's promised and he will come through. And I know that he's promised and he will always keep his promises. There is a, not anything you can do to change that. But you can do something about now. You can do something about accepting. And so while we travel this Advent journey, I would just uh, invite you to, um, to go and travel this Advent season with his promises. Lord, let it begin with Jerry. We're going to um, continue and close with, I'm going to ask um, Harvey and Gabe and, and David, if you'll come forward. Yeah.
Yeah, you can get her. That way.